Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and joining me today is Shella, all the way from England. Uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, diversity uh, conference, European Women in Games Conference 2016, which Shella was a uh, um, a panel panelist moderator. Uh, so we're very happy to uh, to uh, to have had uh, representation there at that very important conference. And Shella uh, learned an awful lot, and she's going to tell us all about uh, uh, what's going on there. Shella, welcome to the lounge today. Really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, this is uh, this is an important topic and and one that uh, affects uh, half uh, the people on the planet and and uh, actually everyone really. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so important topic we always try to cover, Jin. So so uh, so a little bit of history of you. Um, I'll just uh, let folks know. Um, you know, probably probably the people listening already know you, but I know that diversity uh, in gaming has always been a, a big topic for for you, and you had recently. Uh, uh, paneled or uh, ran the uh, the Game So White panel at the Nine Worlds conference and uh, created quite a splash. So I guess then you were invited to come to the, uh, the European Women in Games conference in uh, in 2016, just a just a few weeks ago. And uh, the uh, this is this is the this is kind of like the big uh, the big meeting place for um, for um, European Women in Games for for sort of talking about diversity and issues and things like that. Um, so uh how how did you uh how did they did they just send you an email or were you were you pretty excited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Um yeah, I think I'd been tweeting about my upcoming panel at Nine Worlds and then David W. Smith who um founded Women in Games which is an organization about um equality and diversity in the games industry and hosts the European Women in Games conference and I'm on the uh, LinkedIn group for Women in Games and he said, oh, this sounds really great, Shella. Um, would you be interested in um, being on this panel um, at the European Women in Games conference? And I said, yeah, it sounds great. So, yeah, it was about a month, um, a month between. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Kish Hirani uh, from Bain in Games, uh, which is Black, Asian, minority, ethnic in games. So um, he chairs Baming Games, which is also founded by David W. Smith of Women in Games. So he's doing loads of great stuff in the games industry, um, in you know, in terms of uh, sort of gathering momentum for talking about diversity and sort of organising those conversations and things. But Kish was on both of those panels, so Kish is like, we're making a habit of being on once a month, Shella. We need to be on a panel together. That, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Who who was who who also made up your uh, made up your panel at the uh, Women in Games conference? Okay, so we had Kish Harani, who's uh, spent twenty years um, at Sony and um, is the chair of Fame and Games, which is a really new organisation started this year. And then we had Satara Schefter, who is a game producer, and she's at Sumo Digital, I think, at the moment. Um, and then Anissa Sanusi, and she's a developer, and Tanya Laird, who uh, she is the founder of Digital Jam, and she is also, I think she's vice chair on Bain and Games. 
I think if I've got that right, they'll tell me if they've got it wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was a, yeah, a good, interesting, uh, spread of perspectives. Um, Anissa Sanusi is Malaysian, so she had a really interesting perspective on also being a foreigner and she's also Muslim. Um, so a foreign female Muslim in, um, British game development. And um, so, yeah, she had a really interesting perspective on it. Um, yeah, it was good. That's interesting. Did you, um, so as you were the, you were the panel moderator, so did you, then were you responsible for, uh, for kind of setting the tone and coming up with the, the questions and so forth? And what were the, what were the, how did the discussion start? And then I actually had some specific questions for you, but, uh, but, you know, how did, what did you, uh, what did you and your panel talk about or how did, how did it flow, basically? Um, yeah, so, it did, I did kind of change the, uh, so I had set up some questions and, you know, beforehand, but over the course of the day, we have some amazing keynote speakers, um, who sort of opened up the, the thing, because we were at around midday and it started at about 8.30, registration started and, um, about 9.30, I think the first keynote speaker came on so I kind of moderated my questions based on the things I'd heard I'd heard some really interesting things and I changed changed it a little bit with the run-up but I basically started with the figures um, um, regarding because the panel was um, about ethnic diversity in games Um, so being a minority in a minority so so being a female you know minority um, in the games industry, so it's like a bit of a double bammy <laughs> for mm-hmm. us. Um, so the figures are that um, ethnic or BAME representation in the UK uh, games industry has actually gone down, went down in 2015 from 4.7%, which is a tiny amount in the first place, to um, 4%. And so that's I agree. Yeah, that is. That is. I, I mean, I. Oh. I had no idea it was that low. I mean, I assumed you. Uh, I mean, I assumed it was something like you know thirty percent or forty percent or something. Yeah, I didn't know it was women like in, four. Or women I, aren't even at forty percent. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's incredibly low. So um, yeah, so for BAME talent, that is men and women, um, and it's actually lower than other creative industries. Um, so the games industry is, is doing something wrong. Um, and yeah, so it's a really stark, sad figure. And so that's how we started. And then I asked about specific, um, experiences people have, have had, um, you know, about maybe being the sort of wiki source for is this sexist, is this racist within development teams? Um, so we had a good discussion on that, and we asked um, some of the people listening in the auditorium, you know, what their experience um, was of introducing um, uh, sort of characters of colour into games and things like that. Um, so yeah, we had some a couple of interesting responses from developers that were in the audience. And then um, some sort of practical advice maybe for developers, what they can do. It's just as simple as sitting down and asking yourself the question, what if this character was Jamaican or what if they were from Vietnam or what if they were Um, Mm Anglo-Indian? 
and uh, what if they were female? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> and and you think that our the panel basically thinks that those type of discussions don't don't happen as much as they should because um, because of the low numbers of uh, minority and women on the development teams. It's just not something they they think about yeah. i mean there's like there's like 20 22 you know 22 white guys making a game and none of them think hey wait a minute maybe yeah. maybe we could have our our character be western indian yeah, or yeah. something <laughs> exactly yeah exactly. oh i see so. i see well what um what did they think um so basically from from a gamer perspective what What's not happening then is we're not getting as players. I mean, we're not getting like really um, diverse stories and so forth. Like you might get like if in in the library or something if you're looking at books or something because the 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 people aren't really thinking about it and you, you don't really have a diverse pool of people making the game. So we're kind of ultimately sort of being cheated to what might be better better stories and things like that be, because of the the way that the the way that the sausage is being made if you will yeah. by lots hmm. of people with sausages <laughs> <laughs> i did not think about that <laughs> that's a zinger you can use for your next panel <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah exactly that so it's being seen through you know the stories are being told through a very narrow prism Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, make, make makes sense. Well, um, what did they? Uh, were, were there any? Um, I I know there was practical advice, but is there any like ultimate solutions for that? I mean, is it? I mean, I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, we need we need more women and more minorities in game development, but is there is there like some way to actually achieve that? Or I mean, is it just you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> um, well, I think having role models. Um, so. <laughs> creating sort of public figures of the the ones we do have <laughs> celebrating mm-hmm. the talent we, we do have you know that four <laughs> percent um and you know making sure they're the ones who are interviewed or go up to pick up the award the award or you know get a voice or you have a profile or they're the ones that go into schools for outreach programs to try and persuade women and people in ethnic minority communities that the games industry is a serious profession that you can <laughs> that you can actually earn a living in. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, just to create mentors, if having events like the European Women in Games Conference, um, you know, to create a network so that people can help each other in the industry and you know um have mentor programs um and um along those lines i i saw in your editorial the uh the wig ambassador program which mm. is something that the they're trying to do to uh to to make that happen yeah so they're, they're looking for those so if, you, if you're listening and you're uh you're a um you know, a woman with uh, with uh, five or more years experience in making games. You know, you can you can sign up for that and become that ambassador. Because I get I guess you're right when when you're you know in school or whatever. And um, you know, it's been an awful long time since I was in school. But even in even in college, when they had you know like career day or whatever, and they had people come in to talk about or you know you could go and and learn about different professions and things like that. I believe all the all the game makers were 
men, as far as I remember. It was a while yeah. ago, but yeah. But I mean, even even something as simple as that could could help increase those numbers because a woman probably may not feel like that's even you know just people don't do that or whatever. Yeah, you know? maybe don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's and, a, like a start drop off uh, where kids as in boys and girls, play games up to a certain age. And then the drop-off for girls is just stark. Um, and yes. boys then become men, um, allegedly, and carry on playing games. Um, but um, girls drop off for some reason. Um, and I think it's partly because the stories that are being told don't include them. <laughs> Right, right. It could be, could be. Yeah, I just finished. Um, I just finished uh, the the uh, Deus Ex uh, game oh, and really? the the new the new one. And I was going through. It has like twenty minutes of credits that you have to watch uh, because uh, at like sixteen minutes through the credits, they give you a cutscene which changes the plot that you were thinking. But anyway, so while I was watching these sixteen minutes of cutscenes. They showed pictures of the development team. Oh, nice. it, you know, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was something to look at other yeah. than just names. So it was, you know, it was people sitting at their cubicles oh. and people at a bar and people at a like look like a soccer game or something. I guess you know, they go out for okay. a for a you know you know a mixer and stuff. But it was I was thinking about it, I was watching it. It was all guys. Really? Uh, yeah, and this is Idos Montreal, which I assume is you know fairly cutting edge. Yeah. There were two women. There were two women I think that would come up occasionally in the photos, and and I, I just I didn't even think about this. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, I remember when I was watching watching it, I was like, wow, lots of guys, lots mm. of guys. And then there was one with a table, mm. like they were at a bar or something. And it went all the way down, and, and it was just like guys on both sides. Mm. It's been like 40 of them or something. But every time the girl, every time the, the one of the two women came up, I'm like, oh, that's the girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's the girl. The woman. So I guess it was about five yeah. <laughs> percent. Inter, inter, um, interesting. Any vain talents in the? Uh, 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 I you know I didn't look at it that closely, mm. and uh, it's not something I want to go back and watch again. Their credits again, but uh, it not not that jumped out no. at me. Um, maybe maybe so. I think there was a there was a guy that. Um, that uh, was had a, he had a baby occasionally, and I think I think he might might have been uh, uh, in the, in the BAME yeah. uh, category. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't want to categorize anybody no, right. by looking yeah, at them or exactly. whatever. So maybe yeah. you don't want to assume, do you? <laughs> right. So, but I I don't know. But yeah, that's this is that's a really that's a really cool issue. That I mean, it's it's. I'm just surprised at how eye-opening it is for me. I mean, I've been in the industry forever, and it's just not something I really think about that often, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm sure there's an awful lot of people who would get behind an issue like this if they knew that it was really an issue, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did they talk about, was there any, I, I mean, obviously you've got the, You've got the ridiculousness, like you know, we don't even want to mention, you know, what I'm talking about, like that type of thing. Mm. But, um, but was did they ever talk? Is there is there resistance to bringing more women in? Did anybody talk about that at the conference or anything? Is there anybody that's on? Is this just something that happens, or is this something that's actively being forced on us mm. by something? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean, well, that's yeah, that's basically what uh, was discussed throughout the whole day. So. Um, that was an incredible um, keynote speech um, 
right at the beginning. Um, and also um, from the vice chair, I think she's the vice chair of um, BAFTA. Um, you know BAFTA, the yeah, you're, that's your that's like your Emmy. Yeah, right? and it's um, does film and television as well. So um, um, yeah, Anne Morrison. So she's now the deputy chair, but she was the chair of BAFTA. And she did an in- incredible opening speech. It was really inspiring, and you know, telling um, giving sort of really sound advice that she wished. Things she wished she'd known when she started out because she, you know, she's worked in TV and production um, for for years. She worked at the BBC and stuff. And um, but I mean, there's a structural problem <laughs> in terms of you know the the whole world is structured in a way that kind of stops women from getting ahead. Um, and then these industries, both you know, film and TV and the games industry, has adopted those structures. As well, whether it's, you know, things from flexible working hours. I mean, you know, the sort of games industry crunch times, um, mm. you know, makes it, you know, they always thank their families and, and whatnot, don't they, at the end of games. It's like, you know, uh, the, the babies that were born during yeah, the exactly. production. Yeah, exactly. So what if you're the one bearing the baby? You can't be sleeping under a desk, <laughs> can you? <laughs> so there's things like that. And then, um, um, there, there is funding as well. Um, there was a woman from, she's an MEP, um, which is a member of the European Parliament, it's called Terry Reintke, Reintke. Um, I think she's Dutch, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. And she was just saying, you know, that, um, women are 85% less likely to, um, get funding for a start, a tech startup than men. Um, now, is that is that women who apply to get funding are eighty five percent less likely to no, get funding, women, or does that mean women they who apply? So yeah, oh, so this is this is so I'm a woman and I have a really good idea yeah, for a tech yeah. business. I'm less likely to get yeah, funding sort of, based on the fact that I'm a yeah, woman. Yeah, um, so less, less likely to get venture capital. Um, hmm. And then if you um, if you look at uh, a black woman, black Asian minority ethnic woman that then effectively goes down to zero because the, the figures are so low, the percentage is so low that they pretty much stay at zero. It's like 0.2%. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that. Um, and then um, in terms of like real life experience as a woman in the games industry, um, Jessica Curry did the closing keynotes and people were literally had tears in their eyes and were sort of standing up giving spontaneous sort of standing ovations in the middle of her speech. Um, and she's the co-founder of the Chinese room, um, who did Dear Esther and loved Dear Esther. Yeah. And, um, everybody's gone to the rapture. So, mm-hmm. you know, a brilliant game studio. Um, she wrote the score. The score for Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is fantastic. I mean, I'm not. What? I was just curious. What? What did she? What did she say? Or what? What was? Did she struggle? Yeah. I mean, obviously, so, people say. What, yeah. So I'm kind of getting to like the point that she is like really. You know, they won BAFTAs for that score that she wrote and for the game and for the performance in the game. It's some of the best written, best acted. Uh, uh, you know, one of the best written best acted games I've ever played. Um, so this is mm-hmm. no small studio. 
And, you know, uh, but she was, uh, she said she openly left the industry last year. She wrote an open letter and had a sort of outpouring of support. And she said, you know, it's a really difficult letter to write, but I am just so sick of day in, day out, the sexism in this industry. Um, she gets referred to as the wife of Dan, as opposed to the co-founder of the company. Um, she, you know, just gets overlooked in meetings, not listened to, um, sort of sexually harassed, you know, sort of, you know, people feeling they can pour her at events when, you know, and having to deal with that, that these people off, but, you know, sort of, um, and then she said, you know, that they had a pretty toxic, she called it a toxic, almost abusive relationship with their publisher, Sony. And, um, maybe as a result, partly, um, she now has a degenerative disease. And so she said, literally, this industry is killing me. And, uh, yeah, um, so she, she said, you know, she left last year in some capacity. She still works at the Chinese room in some capacity. But she said, then I come to events like these, like the European Women in Games Conference. And, you know, it makes me think, you know, I've got to stay. I've got to keep going. And, um, yeah, so, and there were lots of people saying things like this, you know, that there's just, sort of sexist microaggressions that you're not listened to you're always questioned someone can say the exact same thing that you just said but if it's a man saying it they listen to them and it's like you don't exist <laughs> um hmm. yeah wow that's uh that's shocking that's that's pretty crazy um i wanted to i wanted to ask you since this is a european panel mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask you about uh uh, a specific European issue and and how that might affect. It. Was there any talk? I, I'm guessing there was about the whole the Brie exit uh, thing and how that might affect uh, Bame and and in in the future moving forward. I assume I, I've seen different things. I've seen people that say that you know this is like the nail in the coffin for this. I've seen people that say it won't matter. I mean, what was there, was there any? discussion of it at all at the conference? I didn't really hear any discussion of Brexit um, because I don't think I don't see how it would make any difference to um, the number of women and BAME BAME talent in the games industry Um, uh, I mean yeah I suppose suppose on a sort of like a micro level maybe in terms of teams i mean speaking to people one-on-one you know you'd get teams Mm -hmm. you you know with teams of people from spain and all over europe and you know um and if there's from uh malaysia and you know whether these people can stay or you know they need some (laughs) sort of um i mean obviously it won't affect anisa because she's malaysian she's not from Poland or whatever these people are worried about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I suppose when you speak on that kind of level, but I think in terms of, I don't think there are more, the, the, the small representation of women that there are in the games, games industry, I don't think there's any figures as far as I know that says that there are more, they're more from continental Europe, that, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're Spanish and Polish, you know, the women we do have, and so we'll lose them if we leave Europe or something. Um, so I don't think, 
Yeah. I mean, there was just a general tone of this, this is depressing and this is the world we're in and, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's, that's good, I guess. At least, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to be like, at least, you know, right now people don't think that's going to be too, too much of an issue in an already uphill struggle. Yeah. Um, for um, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, was esports because I, I know uh, one of your one of your number here um, was uh, devoted to esports, and we're here at GameIndustry.com. We're launching our esports column with uh, with a female journalist at the helm. Uh, <laughs> Marion Constantine is uh, is running it, and um, you, you know, and she was uh, so she was just out at the uh, Call of Duty event uh, call, uh, and the World Championships out there in L.A. and um, yeah, she had a great time, and she said that she was she was very well accepted by um, not only the the players uh, of the of the Call of Duty and so forth, but also the other journalists uh, who were covering esports, and they gave her a lot of tips and help and uh, ideas and things to do. So she she's she's got a real positive spin on on this. Um, so um, you were saying about esports, one of the things that was talked about uh, during your conference was the possibility or uh, of a need for uh, a um, kind of like they have in professional sports where they have men's leagues and women's leagues where they have a, a, a women's league. Oh. Um, and, and I wanted to, I wanted you to maybe explain that a little bit about uh, how, how that worked and what their recommendation was. And I will say that uh, at the Call of Duty XP event, at the um, World Championships, all of the teams were were compl- There were like uh, I think sixteen or twenty four of the best teams in the world, and they were all men. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and Marion, when I was giving, doing the podcast with her, I kept referring to them as guys, or mm-hmm. you know the the. And and I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to step back. Yeah. Were there any women? I don't mean to do that. If there were women, she's like, no, don't worry about it. They were all they were all men. So so tell me about the esports angle and and what that was about. Yeah, so that was uh, that panel was really interesting. Actually, it was called Expanding Horizons, and um, it had three women on the panel, um, and it was uh, chaired by I think he's the editor of MCV, which is the trade magazine here in UK. And it also had um, James Dean, who is from EFL, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's the Esports League, I think that stands for. Um, so, yep. yeah, they were just discussing the fact they showed a video of a, a female esports champion who's very successful and on some team in the US um, that they've kind of supported, I think, or something, and was looking mm-hmm. at, you know, the intense amounts of training they have and, Whatnot. And all the time I was sort of sitting, listening to it, because I don't really follow esports or know that much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, but why is there a female league? Uh, you know, because there is no reason why you need a female league. It's not like tennis or, you know, sort of track and field or even football. Football or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where there is like a physical disadvantage if you put men against women because men are taller and stronger and whatever um so i was just like you know playing games that's a level playing field surely the teams should be mixed from the get-go because you know we cannot i've been beaten by many a woman at uh, shooter games (laughs) there is no biological reason why men's thumbs should be more more adept than women's thumbs um so and they did touch on that and uh one of the uh women on the panel said you know 
female leads are actually vital, uh, even though it is a kind of a divisive um, element and people think that we shouldn't have to have them. But the sad fact is that at this stage in esports, um, we have to have them because otherwise women wouldn't be represented at all. Um, So it's just the same old story of women get overlooked. Um, There's the prevailing notion that men are biologically more aggressive or more competitive and that you know maybe women shouldn't be playing these competitive games or they don't want to or they can't or um and so yeah these are it's just the usual barriers um which mean that women have to create their own leagues (laughs) um in order just to be there at all and there's also a problem they have they struggle with um funding um, so they don't get as much advertising revenue and sponsorship. So, so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like with the with the tech investors, I guess. If, yeah. if you if you go to the people that are, you know, the 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 monster energy drinks or whatever yeah. that are gonna that are gonna be sponsoring you and you're an all female team, you're less likely yeah. to get that representation. Yeah. Um, and then also having the female leagues. Um, would help to bring women in to begin with, who otherwise would be like, "There's no way that I'm going to join a, yeah. you know, a Call of Duty league yeah. <laughs> or whatever." Yeah. That's inter- That's interesting. That is that is definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I may uh, I may um, uh, see if uh, you can hook uh, Marion up with uh, with uh, some folks to talk about that mm. issue. That's that's a big issue because she wants to cover the whole, you know, the whole gamut of esports, and that's certainly one of them. So, and I know she's talking to some of the folks at ESL, so that'll probably that'll probably come up. Um, so cool, well, that's interesting. Was there? Uh, well, you, I mean, for this panel, sort of for sort of a final question for you, I guess, kind of. I mean, you you've been covering this issue, and you know, this has kind of been your your thing at Gin, and we definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, always uh, bringing our attention to issues like this. Um, so, but but my point was that you know you've been you've been studying. I mean, maybe you didn't know all the facts and and percentages and things like that, but it's an issue that you've known about for some time and you've studied for some time. Um, Going to the conference like this, uh, you know, where where people are are talking about and studying it, what, what was what was the most eye opening thing for you? I mean, did did you learn anything that you didn't know before, and did you come away from the conference uh, energized or or kind of more depressed <laughs> afterwards? Um, I definitely came away feeling en- uh, energized. Um, it was a really really positive experience. Um, Everyone was really friendly, but everyone was there together. So, you know, the people who were on panels, the only way you could distinguish them was they had a little gold star on their name name tag, you know, like a little sticker. Um, and um, everybody was just getting tea and going to lectures and going to workshops together. So, you know, when I finished my panel, I sat down and I was sitting next to Jessica Curry from the Chinese room, one of my heroes, <laughs> and, and, and chatting to her about, you know, my panel. And, you know, she was really warm and friendly and approachable. And that was the same for everyone um, who was there. I just felt like I was there on my own. I just felt like I could, like, I knew a couple of people there. Obviously, I knew people on my panel. Well, I didn't. I knew Kish because I'd been on the panel with him mm-hmm. before, and someone else that I met who's a game. Uh, she composes music, um, 
who I'd met at Nine Worlds. And um, so I knew her, but generally I was on my own and I'd sit at a table, I'd start talking to someone, find out what they did and met loads of interesting people. And what I really liked about it was that there were men there as well. That um, And actually somebody said, you know, um, that, um, what did she say? Let me see if I can find the quote. It was something like, you know, the lack of women in the games industry isn't a woman problem. It um, isn't, a, isn't a problem caused by men, isn't a, you know, a woman's problem caused by men. It's a human problem that we all need to put right because everybody wins at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really important the way that um, women in games as an organization includes men because men need to be included because it's their problem, too, and everyone will win at the end of the day. Um, so I just thought that was great that it was just open for everybody to go. It wasn't a closed event in in any way, shape or form. And um, it just I think if you are a woman in games, um, and you're the token woman at, uh, at developers or wherever you are, whatever aspect of the games industry. If you have a women in games event that's going on in your city, I really advise them to, to go to it. Or if you're a man who's interested or you run a company, you're interested in the, you know, the problem of diversity in your company and what you can do. Um, go to an event like the European Women in Games Conference um, because then you will network, you'll be able to have these open discussions about what you can do, you know, at the recruitment process or you can get involved in grassroots kind of outreach programs to schools, parents, you know, to minority communities. Um, yeah, and I just thought it was really valuable in terms of networking and making connections with people and you know I've gathered so many amazing business cards um just in one day it was one day it was sort of you know 8 30 till 6 30 and there were drinks down the pub afterwards so <laughs> <laughs> always always an end to a birthday yeah party. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> that's awesome it sounds really good it sounds really good Shella and uh yeah definitely let us know here at Gin if there's anything that we can do to uh uh support those conferences in in the future um and cert certainly sending you is a great idea I think um yeah and then you come back and educate us cuz like you say it's not it's it's not really a it's not really a woman problem. It's it's kind of everybody's problem, and if it can get if it can get fixed, uh, then ultimately it's it's good for everybody. I mean, all all the way down to the gamers who are ending up getting you know better stories and and better games uh, all together. Yeah. So cool. I mean, even if you all you care about is money, <laughs> as a game maker, <laughs> you'll, you'll just be selling games to the other fifty percent of the <laughs> population. <laughs> uh, uh, that's true. That's true. We'd, we don't care what your motivations are. <laughs> as long yeah. as, uh, something for everyone. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Shella. I know I know you're busy with all your conference bookings and everything. So. <laughs>
<laughs> we definitely appreciate that. Um, so uh, anybody who's listening out there, uh, you can always um, you can always find us uh, right here at GameIndustry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Google Plus. Uh, we're we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gin Lounge if you'd like to if you'd like to follow us um, that way. Um, and you can always send us an email at uh, Gin Lounge at GameIndustry.com, and we'd love to we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. Um, Shala, thanks again uh, for uh, speaking with us today. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, um, hopefully things will get done, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll get that percentage up. You know, we're 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 gonna break five percent. You'll yeah. see. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. I'll speak to you next time, Shella. Thanks.